Hey brothers, before we get started today, I wanted to make a quick announcement to anybody who has been considering joining the Elevated Alpha Society Spartan Agogi Academy for the Development of Cognitive Mastery and Emotional Ownership in the month of April, because April is going to be focused on time. We're going to talk about time and managing your mind around that mental construct. A lot of us think time is something that exists outside of us. It is only in our brain. And I think that there is no better time than to observe the stories our brains are telling us about time than right now, because most of us have so much more time on our hands than we did before. I want to use this month to take a deep dive into mind management, and no other time has been more important to manage our minds under the universal truth than right now. We are going to be the examples to everyone around us Guys, we're going to lead. We are going to Alpha. We have to show the way we can do this. It's game time. So in the spirit of mastery, of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership and complete commitment to each of you, managing your minds through what's happening in our changing of circumstances, change of our global circumstances, I'm going to be coaching and teaching a different webinar each week in the academy. And it's my goal to fill your brain with ideas that serve you. So... What you're going to learn is how to use the challenge that we're currently faced with to make you stronger. I'm going to talk about circumstances. I'm going to talk about drama. I'm going to talk about leading. I'm going to talk about mastering uncertainties. I'm going to talk about business worries and money worries. I will also address buffering. I know some of you are out there, you're eating more, you're watching more pornography. So I'm going to talk to you guys about buffering to get through this. And I want to show you that there's a different way and that this is a perfect opportunity to implement it. You have this opportunity in front of you. And I want to invite you to enroll in the Spartan Academy if you aren't already a member. If you are a student, if you're already in the Spartan Academy, I want to really encourage you to show up in these webinars live. I want to encourage you to schedule your one-on-one office hours, those coaching sessions with me. And we need to have enough mind inspection so we know how to separate facts from thoughts. That's the move. That's 80%, brothers. That's the momentous leap. I really want you to be utilizing those tools. We're at home. We're working on our brains. So let's go. Elevate your Alpha. Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and it's not Friday. It's Wednesday. This is part two of the special three-part podcast series I call Training for Chaos. And these episodes are to progress in a becoming way, like from one to two to three. That's a three-part series. is like the becoming from uh, caterpillar to larva to that chrysalis stage into butterfly. And that is important that you understand that it is also the movement of the brain, right? The shift from negative, which we call anxiety and fear and panic and all the things that come from that primordial brain working to scan the environment for danger and find things that usually aren't there, to neutral, which is elevating the alpha to knowing of the circumstance separate from 
your thoughts about the circumstance, and then into positive, what we would call positive, when we use the alpha state to determine the beliefs that will create the results we want. That is training for chaos. That is training the brain for when it leaps to chaos or is pulled to chaos because it's doing its job. And if you have questions about that, I covered it in the last episode. Go ahead, two days ago, Monday, listen to just the previous episode. And I don't want to jump into the content for the following podcast either, the third episode that will be released Friday in two days. But I do want to say that this is the best time for life coaches to do their best work. I mean, think about what's happening right now. Life is uncertain, maybe scary, but it isn't life. It's what our brains are telling us about life. And that is normal. And it's the job of life coaches to help you recognize that it's normal for our brains to jump to fear and to help you help yourself manage your brain to choose the thoughts that are going to serve you and help you thrive through these times. Therapy won't do it. Therapy goes into the past to find the causes of your problems, right? Your problems aren't in the past and you think they are in the present, right? With the virus and the economy and the relationships and the finances and the family with having the kids out of school and whatever it is. And it isn't even any of that either. It's not the past. So therapy won't help. And it isn't what's going on outside of you. So trying to control your circumstances won't help. All problems are thoughts. There is no problem that is not a thought. And I know that many of you have reached out and want coaching, and I'm adding a lot of hours to when I offer consultation calls because of that. If you don't have a coach, get a coach, hire a coach, join the Spartans, whatever you need to do. Listen to this podcast, go back and listen to them from the beginning if you have to, but you need to have someone coaching your brain during this time. I couldn't emphasize how much of a priority that needs to be for you and all of us right now, because we're at home right? We're alone with our thoughts. Some of us have roommates or spouses and children, but we need each other. We need coaching. Friends like to agree with what our brains tell us, right? Friends just like to jump in the pool of misery with us. You know, they just like to agree that our brains should be full of scary thoughts, panic thoughts, but coaches don't do that. Coaches expose to you that it's your brain creating this result, not the circumstance. And then coaches help you see the world in a way that might serve you, right? That might help you help yourself. Thoughts are choices. We need people who are thinking positively right now. That's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to offer you some insight. I'm going to show you that the shift from scarcity to abundance is an internal shift, not an external shift. It has nothing to do with what is happening outside of you. So today we're going to talk about money, right? That's got to be a part of it and scarcity in the economy and business and not freaking out because it's all gravy. Like it's all good. It's all a beautiful thing and abundance is everywhere and it's available to all of us. So I want to share with you my thoughts about scarcity because I've talked to you guys a lot about scarcity in my podcast. I think that so many people have slipped into a scarcity mentality, feeling like it's necessary to feel a sense of lack or pullback, right? To use economic terms, right? That pullback. I want to suggest that it's not serving us at all to be thinking that way and how if we stay in a positive, abundant, grateful mentality, we're going to have so much more than we did before this portion, this like little segment of life, have this little segment of life like happened for us. Here's what I mean by that. It's really important to understand that abundance in an abundance mentality and creating abundance in our lives is not something that happens out there in the world. It's not determined by what's happening in the world. When you look at 
you know, businesses, successful businesses that are now huge, like grand and, and just mammoth. It's fascinating to know that most of them started during a recession. Even going back to the major recessions, like look at the Great Depression or even, you know, more recent, because most of us maybe even remember like the housing crash. And while it seems like the world was plunging into chaos at that time, some creative, some very creative people, some very entrepreneurial minds, you know, with the abundance mindset, these individuals really made out well and created huge businesses, many of which exist to this day. And I want you guys to know, I practice what I instruct, right? I don't lead by instruct and I, instruction, I lead by example. And when I was in the gym, that was easy to see. All my members could see me working out daily, right? Like now I sit behind a computer to coach and I do all my own mind work in private. So it's a little bit different, but you all know this from the results I have in my life. I've been just putting all the good input into my brain. I got some great coaching. Like I have many peers, many friends or coaches. I did some great coaching on myself, right? I know how to do that. And I've been putting all the positive input from my alpha state. And now I'm looking at the circumstances we are in as a huge opportunity. It's really amazing. And I want you to know that I'm going to share a lot of these ideas with you in courses that I create over the next few weeks, like how to create a side business and how to maintain connection and isolation. And even Friday, when we talk about some of the tools of, of, of thriving through chaos, but I want you to know that I see it as a responsibility to yourself to have to yourself to seek out all the positive information you can even though your brain is going to be constantly seeking to be startled right and to find out the latest scariest thing because that's what the brain does but make sure you balance that out with positive stuff seek that actively it's made all the difference for so many of my students for me and it'll make a huge difference for you so make sure you sign up for the indomitable self-confidence newsletter make sure you ask to get coached make sure you get your one-on-one -on -one consultation call free on my website this is a priority right now because we're at home and we have time alone with our brains so it's also the perfect opportunity to get stronger get mentally stronger i want you guys to understand something about actions about behavior and this is so fun i love this human action human behavior and all action in general is all movement and it's all math it's just math cold hard math physics if you want to be precise right because we're measuring you know vectors and so on but generally it's math the movement we see and the movement we execute it's all just math really consider this and i want you to really think about this and understand what i'm telling you when you remove the brain from the question right right when you move remove the brain from the entire equation when you remove the subjectivity of thought about what is being seen or heard, then everything that happens around us is a constant flux of matter being shifted from one space to another while time passes from future to present to past. There's nothing positive or negative about it at all. We move an object from here to there. That is math. That is constant. That is the neutral space of circumstance that we share with other minds manifesting creation with their organic machines. And I love to think about actions that way. I love thinking about actions, you know, everything we put in the A line of our model as math. And I think that we can really understand this. I think that we can take precautions, like of a list of all the things that we do in the A line. We can take action from a calm place, from a place of calm in the feeling line. Because we have a list of precautions. We know we've been given like, do this, like wash your hands, you know, stay six feet away and so on. So we have this and we can do this calmly or we can do this from another 
emotional place. And it may seem, you know, it may seem like that same action that that person next to you is taking from like this panic place, but taking it from a calm place is always going to give you the result of feeling better, of just simply having a better quality of life, of how you are experiencing life, more wisdom, more ideas, more creativity. I found that when I welcome obstacles, right? When I bring in the idea that life is full of obstacles on purpose to turn us towards strategies so that we can grow and learn and, and you know, be more of who we are, and that every obstacle has the seed in it to bring contribution and healing, uh, understanding, knowledge, then everything has a completely different perspective instead of running away from it, right? Because that's that's usually what I used to do. Instead of running away from it and rejecting the unfolding perfection, of the present moment, we can move towards it with calmness and with leadership and with our own internal guidance, right? That alpha state. Now, let's talk a little bit about business and money. You know, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and I coach a lot of students who are worried about money. Although the life coaching industry in these times doesn't get affected negatively, right? And in fact, I believe we will see an upsurge from the people wanting help with living during these times, right? I think the, the life coach industry is and ought to be booming during this time. Right? We're helping people help themselves live better. I find that the students that we coach often have brick and mortar businesses and large companies that will be affected. And we want to be able to coach them from a place of abundance. I want to be able to, I want you guys to understand that abundance is a mindset. It's not about what's happening outside of you. It's about what's happening within you. What's what you're thinking about. It's the glass is half full looking at that neutral glass on the table with water in it. I want to be able to coach you from a place of not freaking out, but from a place of no matter what, everything's going to be fine. No matter what, everything will be fine. You know, I love money and I love making money and I love having money and I love spending money right? and I love sharing money right, with the people who create value in my life. I love all the things about money, but I also understand that wealth, you know, true wealth is not dependent on money. You've heard me say lots of times, if you take it all away, I'm totally fine. And I know this to be true because in my life, I have fluctuated with money from having and creating and living a lifestyle where I'm making annually hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to being upside down with a negative net worth, cash poor and in credit card debt. And this has been a back and forth. I have done several times, right? You, I, you guys know my story. I create a business with massive investment that drives me into debt. And then that business makes a bunch of money and I pay off that debt. And then I have a bunch of money. And then I use all that money to start another business, driving myself into massive debt through my massive investments. Money isn't wealth. We use it to create value. And I think times like this, like what we're going through now, really test that for many humans, like the hoarding of the money and the gripping onto the money and the worry about the money is, of course, going to create more money scarcity mentality, just like toilet paper. Those of us who have money in the stock market that see money going down will make that mean lots of terrible and horrible things. If you step back and you understand that the market goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down and everything can be considered temporary and we have a long-term vision for ourselves, then we calm down. Almost immediately we calm down. When you use the tools I've taught you and focus on your future, say 10 years from now, your pulse will go down. Your heartbeat slows down, right? We get to go to the place where possibility and our thoughts about possibility are calm. That is your body aligning with the truth, with abundance. You are aligning with the feeling that will serve you to create the results that will reinforce the thoughts and beliefs that are creating that feeling now. Now, people will say to me, oh, okay, coach, but we need to be realistic, right? You're not being realistic. We need to think about what's going on right now. I need to worry about money and my job and my family. 
But here's what I want to tell you, and this is super important. If you can see it, if you can catch it, like if you can see this when I say it to you, most of you aren't thinking about what's going on right now because what's going on right now is you're at home. Warm house, like at home with a, with food, like a refrigerator with food and a bed in your family, it's all there. For most of you, everybody is still healthy even. There's nobody that you know in your home that is sick. We're being preventative. We're taking precautions from not spreading this virus, but most of us are already way out in that future. We're already in our imagination, anticipating scary things. Many of you are two or three months down the line, missing creditor payments, empty cupboards and refrigerators, houses being foreclosed on, kids are starving, right? That's what your brain is telling you. So what I want to say is that if you're going to go to that future, right? If you're going to project something out there and imagine things that aren't true, you know, imagine things that you could create if you put your focus into it, then be deliberate about it. If you're going to go into the future and create stories and create visions, make sure that they're visions that you want to have, that make you feel good, that you want to create. Make sure that when you look at the glass on the table with water in it, that you are seeing it with the intention of having it be half full instead of half empty. And not as in like, yeah, I wish it was half full, right? Like, I wish I could be optimistic in these horrible times. But I mean to see it as an equal truth. It is equally half empty and equally half full, Right? These are equally tragic times and equally wonderful times because it's both and it's neither. It's just there in front of you. Your, your future is just perfect in its objectivity, perfect in its neutrality, like a blank canvas for you to paint the pictures you want with the colors you want and the images you want and the mediums you want and everything and so on. It's a blank canvas. Make sure you're not having the coronavirus in your mind, right? 10 years from now, six months from now, you're not having that. You may not have it in your body. You may not be sick with it in your body, but you might be sick with it in your mind if you're obsessing about it and anticipating horrible things within your mind. There is no upside to that, brother. That is not protective. You can protect yourself from a place of positive vision. That's where we can create and contribute from a place of abundance. One of the easiest and fastest ways to do this is to focus on what is right now, the incredible abundance of right now, the smart, amazing doctors who are working on this. And you know what? There's so much confidence there. There's so much love there. I have so much respect for the people who are dedicating themselves to studying this, right? To understanding it, to explaining it to us. I have so much respect for the people who are putting plans in place to try and protect us. Now, some of you may be thinking they don't know what they're doing and they don't know what they're doing. They're doing it wrong or whatever. But, you know, here's what I want to tell you. If you're thinking that that's not serving you because it is a thought, right? That's not a fact. That's a thought that is not helping you. You'll have to look at your thoughts one by one and really start to separate them from what is, what are the facts. And when you do look at the facts and separate them from the thoughts, ask yourself about the thoughts. Is this adding love? Is this adding contribution, protection, healing the world? If it isn't, do I have another thought that I could think of or believe instead? When you think about the economy and you think about money, and if you have your own business and if you're worried about your job, I want you to think about the tools that I teach that apply to anticipating obstacles. And I want you to look at your goals that you have for yourself and for your business. I want you to anticipate the obstacles that may be new obstacles, right? That may be obstacles that you hadn't considered before March 1st, <laughs> right? And within every single obstacle, and I understand there is no exception to this, guys, within every Every single obstacle is a strategy for growth, is a strategy for strength, is a strategy for getting better at your mental work, at your mind work, and at elevating your alpha. I like to think about the world as a gift, 
right? Think about the world. Think about life. Think about time as it passes, as a curriculum, as a way for me to evolve myself and my brain for that time that I'm here and be an example of what it looks like when you do that. So it's not just for me, but it's also like I'm doing this so that you can see what happens when this happens. I don't know how long I'm here, but while I'm here, I'm going to utilize what I have in order to be more of who I am, which is the best version of myself. No matter what is happening with the people around me and no matter what is happening in the world, when I accept and embrace the world as it is, as 50-50, understand, it's 50-50, it's neutral, it's perfect, it's happening for me as waves of good and waves of bad, I'm able to utilize what I have to grow. When I think about my own business and I think about the economy and I think about the timing of all of this, you know, as a life coach who's been running a business online for years, I feel blessed. I am doing what so many people are trying to get into now, right? All of a sudden, when no one has heard of Zoom before, right, this this conference call application, now everyone is Zoom, using Zoom to stay connected with their family and friends. And who could have predicted that for Zoom, like as that company, right? It's so interesting because Zoom, which is like the video technology that me and my peers use in our industry, their sales are going through the roof because they're trying to figure out how to do what we do is teach people at home. All of a sudden people are at home teaching. Well, those of us in online, those of us in the industry who've been doing this for years, that's our thing. We've just been doing this. We understand it. There's so many people in the world that they haven't been doing this online. They haven't been doing the video connection. They haven't been teaching online. And so they're all kind of coming into this world that we've been in for a long time and understanding how powerful it is. And I think that when we teach remotely, we understand how efficient that is, how good that can be. It could make us better. It could make our education system evolve. Think about that. Think about how things could change, how much we can grow from just this simple little virus, how, how, how when we look at some systems that are kind of stuck, like education, it's still delivering information, it's still delivering education the same way that we were 100 years ago. And you see that sometimes an obstacle can be the upheaval that is needed to take it to the next level. Because without this obstacle, without this sort of change, things just stagnate, things just continue, things just stay comfortable. We can have optimism about that. We can be excited about that. We can understand that. I have a friend who has been trying to get to her boss, right, to, to you know, get her boss to let her work remotely for years, and now all of a sudden she's working remotely. <laughs> and many employees are. And I see this as a good thing for employees and businesses in that area, which I'm going to explain on Friday in the, in the next podcast. But then we can also look at worst case scenarios, right? We can anticipate worst case scenarios and we can plan for those. You know, a student said to me the other day, I think people like your teaching style because it's drawn by process and method. There's not like the woo woo thing that happens in some life coaching. So it's so interesting to me that people think that life coaches are kind of like this like airy fairy in the sky or just head in the sand. Like we just put our heads down and we say, everything is great. Everything is wonderful. Like ostriches, right? You put the ostrich head in the sand and you just ignore what's happening around you thinking that the world is wonderful. But that's not what we do. Guys, that is not what we do. We are willing to embrace the ugly. And so we're able to anticipate those obstacles and plan for them. And it is my responsibility to run a business. Right? I'm running a business that can stay in business and help people when they most need it. And guys, when we most need it is when we are in these times. It's not when things are going wonderful. Like when things are going wonderful, you want to go from good to great, right? And I understand that. But when things start to get crazy, when your brain starts to hijack right, your thoughts, 
it that is the time to learn cognitive mastery. That is the time to elevate your alpha, right? And we need to feel very proud of that. And that's not because I'm like, everything will be great in time, like everything will work out. That's not what I'm saying. It's because years ago, I thought through what is the most conservative, what is the most efficient way I could run my business. And now that's much harder than I think than spending like crazy and going into debt, right? Because that's what I did in the early days of running a business. It was just like, okay, spend, 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 go into debt and then get funding, you know, and then just make all that money back. But it's much harder. It makes a much more solid feeling, that conservative feeling. And now I have confidence in it because my business is so lean, because I have such little overhead. I can continue to work and grow no matter what the times are. And when my students, you know, when I have students that are coming to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm just starting my online business or I'm just making money. Like I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. I say to them, this is the time, my friend. This is the time, brother. This is our time to see what our brains bring to us, what we manifest with our beliefs. My brain has taught, brought me a lot of crazy stuff. When I do my thought downloads or share my thoughts with my coaches, I'll get some pretty amusing responses. My brain is going to tell me some funny stuff. What comes up in my brain is amusing in some ways, right? Because my brain is like, no, this is the end of the world. What should we do? And its suggestions make no sense. Like this is not, this is not making any sense. But when you understand your brain, when you understand your own brain, you understand what it's doing and you have compassion for your brain because it's designed to keep you safe, brother. It's designed to keep you safe during a different time, right? It's designed to keep you safe during a time that we that it thinks we are still in, which is like 20,000 years ago when the brain still thinks we're running around on the plains in the wild. And you, when you understand that, then you can be calm about it and you can lead your brain to where you want it to go. So I want you guys to consider your obstacles, whether you own a business or you work from home or you don't work from home or you're in an industry that is being temporarily affected by all of this, all of these circumstances, all these changes in the circumstance. One of the things that I want you to consider is, you know, I have a friend who is in a business that has been incredibly affected by what has happened in China, you know, three months ago, like months ago. And I, I lived in China for over a year. Okay. I lived in China for a very long time. China was one of the places I lived in Thailand. I lived in China, I lived in Australia, lots of different places, Cambodia. And I still have many, many friends over there working and living, running gyms and other businesses. So my buddy had shut down all of his manufacturing, right? All their production. And this guy's business was affected pretty severely and everything was shut down. But now in China, they've gotten to a point where they've turned everything back on. I have no new cases. People are back to work. Productivity's back up. And now he's having this temporary boom right? It was a temporary pause and now it's all coming back. So to be able to think about it that way, to be able to understand that this could be a temporary thing and how long temporary is, we really don't know. Our life may change like it's never changed before, but that's okay. If that's what happens, if we have this momentous leap or this movement in how we understand, uh, how we work with life, you know, everything goes online, that's okay. Our lives three months ago, three months from now, may just go back to the way they were too, right? So we might have no changes. Things just might go back to the old ways and that's okay too. Maybe, maybe not. It's like the story. You guys have heard the story before. The story about the farmer, right? You remember the farmer, the maybe, maybe not farmer? Okay, real quick. Here we go. I'm going to tell the story. I love this story. The story explains so many facets of the universal truth. So here's the story of the farmer. So first of all, the farmer, he has this old horse and he decides one day that this horse is old and out of compassion, he's going to let this horse just go wild. So he lets this horse go and all of the villagers, all of his friends come by and say, what have you done? You've let your horse go. You, you're not going to be able to have as much work production. You're not going to be able to bring in as many crops and you know, you're, go, you're going to have a lessening of your reaping. 
And the farmer just looks at his villagers, looks at his buddies and says, maybe, maybe not. Next day, the old horse that the farmer let go comes back. It comes home, but it brings with it five wild horses. And the villagers come back again and say, look at this. Look at this good fortune you have. Your old horse is back. And he brought with him five young, strong horses. You're going to quadruple. Is it quadruple? No, it's quintuple your production, right? You've got all these new horses now. You have great fortune. And the farmer looks at his buddies as the other villagers and says, maybe, maybe not. The next day, the farmer's young son goes out, you know, teenage son goes out to break, to tame one of the wild horses, gets tossed from the horse, breaks his leg. And again, the villagers come by and they hear of this and they say, what misfortune, your son has broken his leg. He won't be able to help you bring in the harvest. Your production will slow. Your production will be weak for this year's uh, farming, for this year's reaping. And the farmer says to his friends, maybe, maybe not, right? So the villagers are coming here with a good and bad, good and bad. And the farmer's kind of saying, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, right? Maybe, maybe not. You know, next day army comes in, rounds up all the young uh, guys that can go and fight in the war, but of course they don't take the farmer's son because he's got a broken leg. So again, the villagers come and say, you have this wonderful fortune. This is very good because they took our sons. They didn't take your son. And the farmer says, maybe, maybe not. And it keeps going. The story keeps going up and down like this, right? And it tells two things. Number one, it tells us that all circumstances are neutral. It depends on how you want to look at it. In the moment, it's always depending on how you want to look at it. Now, you can say that the villagers were calling it. They were judging it correctly. Like, yes, this is bad. But even then, in that moment there's still the neutral circumstance. This is what happened. To think of it being bad, they were projecting what happened into the harvest. They were always looking forward into what this meant for the future. So their judgment never had about, they were never judging about what was happened or what was happening. They were always judging about their thoughts, right? What does what is happening mean in the future based on what we think will happen in the future? But the other thing is that the villagers were judging the moment. They failed to have the gift of foresight. They didn't know what was coming next. And that's what I want you guys to understand here with what's going on in our current times. The story shows that the oscillation of judgment is normal for humans, right? That things change as we naturally judge it as better or worse against the previous moment, against what happened before or what we anticipate coming next. And we never know what comes next, right? Other than to know it will be perfect, neutral, and a gift for us to create with, right? Because that's what we know about circumstance. But we also may know that it's an oscillation back, a swing back of the pendulum from whatever place it was before, that there will be, whatever will be, will be. But it is changeless. It's a neutral perfection. And although time constantly reveals to us a fabric of homeostasis, our brains will have changed from the inside, from the alpha state. We will become stronger. We will go to that next level if we do it right, because our challenges or our obstacles can make us stronger and we will be more of what we truly are because of it. So how are we going to utilize this and how are we going to stay abundant? Listen, it's easy to be abundant when everything's going the way you want it to, right? In times of order and economic boom, everybody talks about abundance because they are looking externally. They see external abundance. It's easy to stay positive when everything's great, when everything's glorious. Can you do that when you have some challenges? And the answer is yes, you 
can. Abundance is not an external factor. It's not measured in GDP or the unemployment rate. Abundance is not about money or possessions. Abundance is a mental construct. It's the glass is half full. Not because you are an optimist and you bury your head in the sand when things go wrong, but because things never go wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. Everything is neutral and you are choosing to think the thoughts that will serve your emotions and actions and create the results you want for yourself in your future. That's what it means to have a mental construct of abundance. If you make it a priority, if you make it the most important thing to keep your head straight, everything else will fall into place. I promise you. Mind management, cognitive mastery is the answer. People will understand better after this, right? After what the circumstance and after the time we're in now, how important it is to be able to manage your mind. Because here's the thing, and this is what I want to teach all of you. When you're trying to control the world in order to feel better, you get a false sense that you're powerful externally. We all know that we can't control the world and we all know that we can't control other people. If you didn't know that before, you know it now. I'm telling you, that is the fact. You cannot control the world. You cannot control other people. So it brings us home. It brings us to our homes, literally, not just our external like houses, but we come to our internal homes in our brains and we find out what we can really control. Right now, more than ever, we have a responsibility to control our minds. We have a responsibility to embrace the abundance that is in our thoughts. And I want to bring this up. I, I, saw, I mentioned sometimes at the beginning of this podcast having to do with the flourishing businesses, you know, coming from the Great Depression, the housing crash. But I also want to mention this. I want you guys to consider this. And I'm toting it at this at the end of the podcast. I know we've gone over, but I think this is important. This is important for understanding the shift from scarcity to abundance and recognizing that it's not an external shift. Because I also want to mention the Holocaust. I want to bring that up because I think many people have been educated about World War II and what happened with the concentration and the death camps and all of that. And I know that we... Right. Humans, mostly for the most part, I think most humans, I know that there are some humans that would disagree, but I think most humans think that that time and remember it as a tragic loss of life. We remember it as a near genocide of a people. And we are told stories of torture. We're told stories of crimes against humanity. To live during those times in those conditions, I think, in my mind, would be way worse than what we are experiencing now with, you know, the viruses and so forth. Like, all that economic stuff. Like, that would just be horrible to be in that time in those camps. And I want to bring this up because I want to tell you two things, okay? Like, I want you to know my grandfather fought in World War II, and I love my grandfather very much. As a kid, I used to read a lot of stories about that war and that time of global and American history. And I want to tell you two things that I learned about that time. First, although there was huge amounts of suffering that came from the concentration camps and the death camps, there are also stories of laughter and love. There are also stories of growth and friendship and bonding and community. The Jews and the people that lived in the death camp, I think in some ways, and maybe unconsciously, understood that the only way to survive was via the universal truth. That their circumstances, the circumstances that they faced daily, are what they are, and they can compound their suffering with their mind, or they can lessen their suffering with their mind. Look, guys, people fell in love in these camps. Babies were born in these camps. Guys, do you understand what that means? Do you understand what it means? I just want to, I know this podcast is gone. I'll wrap this up very quickly, but I just can imagine, can you imagine being in the most horrible situation you can be in? You're starving, beaten, frozen, people all around you are dying. You might die tomorrow or the next day. And yet with all that is happening around you, you smile, you laugh, 
you joke, you make friends, you, you love, you do what you have to do to keep a positive because the alternative only compounds the external. If you have never read stories from Holocaust survivors, I recommend you do it. Minds forged out of iron, impenetrable by even the continuous anticipation of torture and death. The second thing I want to tell you comes back to the story of the farmer a little bit, because really what it is, it's like generally we look at World War II as this tragedy, right? As, as an atrocity of human nature. And it is, you know, maybe, maybe not. That's where we get back to the farmer, maybe, maybe not, because consider the advances in technology that came from the innovation developed during that war. Submarines, rocket technology, atomic energy. We developed machinery and sciences during World War II that has since made it possible to explore our vast oceans. And as a result, we've learned more about our Earth and have developed new medicine, adding to the external abundance of our existence. I could go on and on about all the things that we learned, but I, what I want you to do is to understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this as the farmer. World War II is the farmer letting go of his old horse, right? We see that as bad, like people died in this whole thing, you know, it was this world war. And the exploration of the ocean and the development of atomic energy is that old horse coming back with five younger horses, right? It's kind of like that maybe, maybe not scenario. What is the solution to the problem that with that solution brings new problems for which we now go back and find new solutions to those new problems. It's the constant oscillation. It's back and forth. The COVID-19 may be letting go an old horse. We don't know if that horse is going to come back with five younger horses. We don't know what happens next. Look around your home. Look at your kids. Look at your spouse. Look at your friends. Look online. I appreciate everybody that is serving on the front lines of all this. All the people that have it. All the people that are healing from it. All the people that have lost people from it. All the humans that are living the human experience. Check. Look, guys. If the alternative is living in a world like this, like we have this, this human experience or not living then we're going to take the human experience, right? I'm taking this one, including everything that comes with it, all the viruses, all the dangers, you know, all the complete with everything that we consider to be negative stuff. You know, we're going to say yes to it because we don't have a choice. But when we say no to it, we know we're going to suffer. Think about everything that you have. After you've written down all your obstacles and you've created strategies that inspire you and motivate you, the next thing I want you to do is consider everything that you have. Just be grateful. Everything but that you can be grateful for means literally everything, brother. Look at your toes, look at your legs, look at your eyes, like consider coffee, doctors, news, ideas, research, understanding, solutions, people, drinking water, clean drinking water, make a list, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. If you feel full of anxiety, if you feel full of scarcity, keep going to a place of gratitude. Going to a place of noting and writing down what you do have will change it for you and then be an example of that. Be an example, we still have trees. Be an example, we still have puppies. There is still green grass in our front lawn. The weather keeps happening. Day follows night. All the things all happening in perfection. This is the truth. This is our time. This is our opportunity to have faith in whatever it is you believe in, you know, in terms of spirituality, but also faith in humanity and in yourself and in the abundance of the universal truth. You can focus on what you don't have right now, or you can focus on what you do have right now. If you continue to focus on what you do have, 
what you will realize is that you have an amazing brain that can solve problems and that can anticipate obstacles. You can find your way through this. You can do this. I have complete faith in you, and I'm very excited for this pause in our mental health and the opportunity to breathe and the opportunity to make yourself smarter and stronger. This is a season for learning, my brother. Please do not sit around and watch the news. It's not serving you. Use this as an opportunity to dig in, right? To really dig in, to learn, and to take the time to make yourself mentally indomitable, mentally stronger. It's fortitude, tenacity. You will come out stronger and better for it. We'll look back on this in five years and be like, hey, that was my opportunity to really get into myself, to know myself, to turn away from being outside in that external world and turn into myself and make myself stronger and evolve my brain to elevate my alpha state. This is your opportunity. Use it as an opportunity. Focus on what you do have. I love you guys, all my brothers out there, all the humans. I will talk to you in a couple days. And until Friday, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.